it's all very well talking about being real, showing up real, having authentic conversations online and offline, but hey, could we do with a few tips on how? Yes, we could. Hello, I'm Trisha Lewis. This is the Make It Real podcast, and I will be talking to very real people who've had very real experience, mistakes and everything, and they will be giving you those tips. So, stay tuned. Yeah, oh, it's me, myself, and I. Yeah, me, myself, and I. Hello, Trisha. I see that's a nice, simple start, isn't it? You can't <laughs> yes. get much more simple than hello, Dave. I like no that. need for it to be anything else. No, I didn't need to ask how to pronounce your name or anything no. like that. Actually, there is one thing I need to ask you. Where Where are you in the country? I'm in Buckinghamshire. Ah. So kind of Reading way and a place called Marlow. I know Marlow. Yeah, by the river. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes. Um, so this is Dave Brown, listeners. You, I mean, I'm sorry, but like, it's just such a beautifully simple name. It's it's just it <laughs> a delight. Um, and <laughs> I'm not belittling it. It's just it's just a name. No, no. Um, and Dave is a fascinating individual uh, because we all are, and he has all sorts of stories to share with us. We will get some really excellent tips out of here as well, but. Um, there might be a few words coming up that aren't, you know, like totally etiquette words, but I've decided that we want to have a proper conversation. So we're not going to, we're not going to censor ourselves here. Um, but Dave is actually just a really nice guy. So I know there'll be nothing offensive. It'll just be real talk. And I am not going to introduce you anymore. I just said to Dave before I pressed record the first thing I might ask you, Dave, is what do you do? And he quite rightly and realistically said, that is one of the most difficult questions. Over to you, Dave. Right. And it is a difficult question. So I think what I might do is just give you a, a potted history of, of me. Um, so I was a very, I would say, extrovert child very outgoing I had an older brother I used to protect my older brother you know out in the streets all that kind of thing and something happened when I was eight my grandfather died when I was eight and it well looking back I think I kind of turned inside yeah I, I, I sort of shut down to some extent and you know did what I did I was pretty compliant at school um, I got the qualifications that I needed to become an engineer um, on the way to getting those qualifications, I had to give up art in order to um, take the options that I wanted. So that's always that's always stuck with me, or it's certainly come up in, in later years. There's there's some creativity stuff here. So left school, did an apprenticeship, you know, became an engineer, and and for 35 years had well what what you would possibly think is a sort of typical career, climbing the ladder, you know, more seniority. Um, more stress, more feeling out of kilter, um, and you know the, all the imposter syndrome stuff. You know all, all of that. And at the age of around forty, I'm fifty-one now. I had the opportunity to work with a coach, 
an executive coach. Um, so I thought, yeah, this is going to, I don't know, help me be better at my job. It was, she was recommended to me by, by my boss at the time. But I got a whole lot of other stuff just in, term, in terms of understanding myself, understanding how much I just didn't feel like I fitted in, not just to my work, but into my life. Um, I've always felt like a bit of an outsider, in, even in my own family. Um, so I ended up leaving that job. And the last 10 years have been spent, well, initially, we, well, I left the job, we sold our house, we put the money in the bank, I started doing training, I started gazing at my navel and meditating and doing yoga and all those other things that, that we do when we're in search of something, trying to pin something down. Uh, got to a point where it's kind of like, oh, we're running out of money now. And then I proceeded to try and go back into the, to the, the work that I had been doing. So it's like, okay, actually, I've changed. Maybe it'll be okay now. And it wasn't. So it's been a series of, of disastrous attempts to go back in, you know, not always as a permanent employee, sort of contract, interim, you know, getting fired, leaving, just a, a whole, a worse experience than it, than it was before because now I am not prepared to put up with all this crap that I've been putting up with. Um, and my last permanent role was the end of 2017. It was a different role. It was interim. I, I got into training people and coaching people and mentoring. By this time, I've been coaching people for um, sort of 10, 12 years. I've done loads of stuff in sport. And I came out of that and couldn't find work, probably because I didn't really want to. Deep down, it's like, I'm going to fight this. And I became depressed. And this is a story I've told. It's a story I've shared on social media. Um, so I sat on the sofa pretty much for a year watching Netflix, while all around me were saying, why don't you just go and get a job? You know, it was, it was, it was, it was a, a, sometimes a struggle to get up, clean my teeth and get downstairs to the sofa. Um, if we'd had Netflix upstairs, I would have just stayed in bed. <laughs> nice. um, and then, and then six months ago, I just got to a point where it's, it's like, it, no more. This isn't me. Um, I was on medication, all that, all that stuff. So it's like, I came off medication very quickly, although they might advise you not to. And it's like, what now? We're, we're not in a great situation. This is the last the last time you would ever really choose to change career. Um, so I sort of started to, to take a little bit of stock. It's like, what, you know, what have I got? What have I done? What skills do I have? And what interests me? And looking back on my career, I didn't really give, and I am going to swear now, I didn't really give a shit about the bits of metal going out the door. I was always just fascinated by the people. And I love being around people, although I'm, I'm quite introverted. I love being around people, but I need to go and have a lie down afterwards. Um, if it's if it's too intense uh, so six months ago I was there like what am I going to do and four or five months ago I, I hopped onto LinkedIn and thought I'm just going to go on here and start posting and I'm going to be myself because uh, I've done a lot of work on on knowing who I was yeah. and and that has just grown over over the last four months into something of a following um, it's been something that has helped me to sort of define what I do a bit more. So kind of where I'm at now is I am, if you imagine an operations guy, an engineering manufacturing guy. So that's not about bits of metal. That's about someone who is able to, actually someone who against his natural tendencies has learned how to organize himself and organize other things. I don't want to organize things anymore. Um, but also someone who understands people and is able to help them my view of 
sort of coaching things like that is help them to organize their thinking so so that's where i'm at it's like i can help people firstly understand their thinking and then start to organize their thinking and then start to organize whatever the thing is that they're trying to achieve oh, i love that we got that yeah. that, 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 that so oh. <laughs> <laughs> i love that that's that that's like taking this lovely road to a, a, a something of clarity um but without going to the clarity thing first i found that really interesting yeah well and, and you know i think i think a lot of people could learn from this it's um uh, too too often in fact culturally we're, we're sort of we're driven to make a decision based on something at the mm. age of well really it starts at a very young age but mm. fundamentally in terms of taking decisions for ourselves it starts at the age of about 12 13 when you're picking what subjects you're going to do because <laughs> you're already being asked what you want to do with the rest of your yeah. life um rather than you know i think with my son rather than what do you want to what do you want to do when you grow up it's like what do you enjoy now yeah so i think having having had the opportunity now to sit on the sofa for a year and look back at my life it's like what what is the stuff that that really is to excite me yeah um so the creativity thing always comes back um you know i love i love music i'm, I'm not a great fan of art as in paintings and stuff mm -hmm. i can appreciate i can appreciate them because there's 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 a load of good stuff in there but um you know music and i think comedy for me actually are um. are big things Yes. Oh, yes. So, oh, um, I'm going to, I'm going to say that. See, so I, I, those two words that you use on LinkedIn. I don't know whether it's official, or whether it's copyrighted, or trademarked, or whatever. But those two words that you use to describe what you do are actually pretty descriptive. Go on, say them. You mean my title? Yeah. The bullshit detective. Yeah. 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 Um. So, I mean, and look, that was something that, that came to me in a vision. It didn't. I just sort of thought about it one day and thought, I'm going to have a look at my account on LinkedIn, which has been there for, for 10 years. You know, yeah. it's just a, whatever it is, CV boring, online. Boring, boring. Um, yeah. And I'm going to call myself this and I'm going to put some photos, photos up of me and I'm just going to start doing that. And, and uh, you know, it, it got some attention for sure. And I think people weren't quite sure how to take it I think most people would have thought I was some kind of parody account and I was there to call people out and be nasty and all those kind of things but but that's not what bullshit is for me the bullshit is all the stuff we are thinking about ourselves and other people and and all that nonsense um you know even I was involved in a in a thread on LinkedIn today which was around a guy was basically sort of asking what what should I wear to to business meetings you know, should I wear a suit? Should I get some branded yeah. polo shirts? Yeah. All that kind of yeah. stuff. And my response is like, you know, if only we could just look beyond all that, yeah. yeah, and not and not make these judgments on people because they haven't got a suit on. Oh God. Um, oh, you know, absolutely. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yet again, I've fallen into this beautiful wonderland of conversations that I could have for 10,000 years with you Dave because yeah this, yeah me too I, yeah I'm right here I, I have a I have a story that you know it doesn't have complete um it, yeah it, I get it 
and 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 you know and I remember doing art when I, I went to art school actually um but but you know I, I that even even if you go into a creative thing you can think what the heck am I I remember literally one day so I went straight from a level art which I did very well to yeah art school because actually I wanted to go to drama school but that didn't seem like a very popular idea with my quite traditional parents um so anyway I went to art school but you know from about day five I started thinking I have no idea what I'm doing here um and then it just, I, it just got worse and worse so actually I fortunately appear to be the kind of person that is able to walk away from stuff now that isn't always a good thing but sometimes I, I feel like that was quite a good survival mechanism um and, yeah. then I, and then i just sort of and when i was letting things randomly happen and not being told what to do was actually the better stuff but because i go back a long way when i was talking about the 70s and 80s dave I, I i actually did fall into the trap of being you know thinking that's what i should do and um and ending up in in things I probably shouldn't have been in but uh, we all think great 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 because this is life's adventure and we've all learned from it and so no regrets um so yeah let's let's think where we can go with this because already you'll have you'll have rung bells with a lot of people but you actually spent I've written down here because I've read it about 35 years you describe as being in the wrong career yeah that's gonna you know and and that would sound like well you can't have literally been waking up every morning thinking oh here we are day five of my wrong career um so it might <laughs> yeah i mean i i suppose it, it, it hindsight is a is a marvelous thing um and was there was look, there a tipping point was there a <sighs> well I, I i would say there's probably a number of tipping points but you know, if, if you, you, I'm sure you're aware of the parable of the, the frog in the pan of water. Oh, yeah, um, but tell you know, it, yeah. it's great. Yeah, so, you know, if you, if, you, if you put a frog into a, a pan of cold water and heat it up, it will just stay there and, and boil to death. And if you throw it into boiling water, it, you know, it will try and jump straight out. You know, I was that frog in the, in the, the pan of cold water. So um, I think partly because of my my expectations of life based on really my parents, yeah, you know, the, yeah. the older people in the, in the family's yeah. experience, the things that you, you, you take on board from that. Um, I was born or raised in the, the Maggie Thatcher years when yep. people were buying their council houses. So property, it's like all these things that you, that you have to do. Um, so no, it wasn't, as you say, I mean, I, I, you know, I like to consider myself as reasonably intelligent. So yeah. if I'd have if I'd have been thinking this is just the wrong thing on day one, I might yeah, have yeah, might have yeah. might have done something else. But you don't because no. because actually at fifteen, what what the hell do you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially if you've had no no means or people around you to help you to to understand. Because but, you know this was what, this was back in the eighties, and, yeah. and we Tell didn't talk in the, we, like did, we didn't talk in the way we do now. No, gosh, no, nothing like, absolutely nothing like. Um, and and I always think, well, there, there is a I probably I might have been at the far extreme in terms of not having any patience with jobs I didn't like, and also spoilt. I might say privileged yeah. background, privileged education. I could talk posh. Therefore, in the eighties, I could walk into any job easy so yeah. as a consequence it wasn't scary for me to leave jobs um so I, I accept that that was a different period of time you know um but 
but there is a there's probably a happy medium where you yeah you don't just run away from something instantly because sometimes you can make something work and ultimately it does come back good um, to where yeah. you want to be. But equally, yeah, there is a, there if you're getting it's almost well it's probably a physical thing. I mean, you you were probably beginning to get physical symptoms of not being in the right place. I would I would imagine. Well, look, look, this I, I think if I think about you know there, there are two qualities I have. I have I have many, but but the two that 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 come into play here. I'm I'm very tenacious. Yeah. And and I'm very loyal. Yeah. Which which you might think well they're they're great qualities, but but combined in the wrong way, in the wrong context. That just meant I stayed in jobs that I should have walked away from, yeah. for, out, out of yeah. out of sense of loyalty and out of do you know what I'm just going to get on and do this because because hard work is good because that's what I was taught. Oh, um, yes. Whereas whereas for you and and this is just my mm. my thinking, yeah. you know you kind of experienced the opposite of that. So you may have missed out on things that you didn't yeah. stick with, yeah, 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 yeah and yeah. and I I missed out on perhaps lots of new things. If I think about my my job, I, I, would, I used to love the opportunity to go out and visit other companies. If I had the chance to go out and visit a supplier or something, I just used to love it. It's like, yeah, there's all this new stuff. Um, but it never, never really hit home. And you talk about physical symptoms. Yes, I think I was probably carrying uh, a level of stress and anxiety all the time, 24 hours a day, yeah. constantly, um, which did culminate on in, you know, I don't know if it was a breakdown, but I think it probably was. I mean, I didn't go bananas and sit in the, you know, sit in a hole in the garden with my pants on my head. No, um, but entertaining, but no. well, yeah. just not for me, but for others. But <laughs> but I did, I did get to a point where my yeah. mind and body said, yeah. "Screw this, yeah. no more." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and and that can come out. I, I I mean, this isn't by any means me saying, "Oh yeah, I know everything there is to know about depression." But I mean, on on various levels of you of you not being in the right place in your head, it can it can come out again. Like we've just talked about two sort of different extremes, and I, I would say sometimes people uh, they just find themselves overdoing everything and going a bit hyper and a bit self destructive, and that is that's the other end of the sitting on a sofa, you know, in a sort of comatose state. I mean, it, 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 everyone's different in the way they'll react, but yeah. but the, at the core of it is that something isn't right. Yeah. And look, I think I probably, uh, you know, I, I was self-destructive mm. in, in my career, which is hence the, you know, hence the, the last 10 years, I was really self-destructive. Yeah. I didn't go in there with the logical intent to make it not work. But as I got to know myself more, and in fact, I'd done a lot of, you know, a lot by the time I got into the last few years, um, there was something else forcing its way out, mm. which was causing things to, to mess up. And it's not about I'm to blame because it, it, it doesn't work that way. But the, the, the sort of strength of that feeling just became more and more and more. So I was suppressing it more and more and more. Mm. And in the end, it's like game over. Yeah. <laughs> everything stops um so so i do I, I look back on that year i mean i watched some great tv don't get me wrong <laughs> yes. um, any netflix recommendations obviously i'll put in the show notes but yeah well i, I mean it's, I, yeah. I don't know if it's on netflix but the sopranos and, and breaking bad <laughs> breaking bad is definitely on netflix so i'd, I'd, I'd go for those oh, yes. but there's, there's a load of stuff on there um and it it almost it just gave me the time to reboot 
yeah. I think. And yeah. just, I just, you know, I, I think if, you, if you're in a career that you enjoy, if it kind of suits who you are, you, you have more of a relaxed life. Yeah. Um, but if you're constantly, I suppose, it almost looking back, it felt like I was just on sort of high alert all the time. Yeah. Like your, your fight or flight's on the go yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely that's a really that's a, that's a good way of describing it and and it's very easy to let that go unnoticed although it sounds like a really dramatic thing to be on high alert at the time it's also very easy because you get so used to it to uh, yeah. kind of forget that it's happening and that's why simple things like taking a break and we'll come to that in a minute because that's one of your beautifully simple tips um but yeah i do also like this um uh, i i i can tell you're the kind of person that is in in touch with your inner child is that is that fair to say um i, th I think so and i, I think you know, well, you did mention earlier before we started this. You know, it's the it's the eight year old, the eight year old boy in a fifty one year old man's body, yeah. Um, and that was how how I felt. I think it's shifting slightly now, yeah. Um, because uh, and I and I noticed this in other people. What happened is part of me at least stopped developing emotionally when yeah. my grandfather died. Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost like I left that that stuff behind and what I think has happened and this has been quite recently because I have been doing some some work around it um I was left with a feeling of abandonment my grand he died of a heart attack one day he was there the next day he wasn't oh, um yeah. he also died the day before my birthday oh. and weirdly I'd, I'd never enjoyed a birthday and I couldn't quite work out why oh. until until you kind of piece it together Ding. um yeah yeah so so I think what I've you know a lot of the stuff I've done has, has been around uh, you know changing that relationship with my grandfather from actually someone who didn't want me to someone who did and we had a great relationship he was my hero um and that's been you know visiting graves and going back to the places where I used to hang out when I was a kid and and talking to family all that kind of yeah. stuff so yeah. I think I think what I've what I've, where I've now got to is a much better place so I'm 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 just an adult version of the eight-year-old boy, which well, means I've got, it's I like like I, I've got yeah. all that stuff back. So the humour, so, and this LinkedIn has been weirdly powerful. Yep, I agree. <laughs> no, I of, agree with you. Yeah. In terms of me doing that, and that's yeah. because that was partly my intent. It's, I'm just going to be myself and see what happens. And yeah. that has, I think that's sort of helped me to, yeah. I don't know, put all this stuff together if that makes sense yeah which is exactly exactly what most of us have to do so I, I i've got a, an interesting little tiny anecdote about the inner child thing so um i grew up this is irrelevant that i grew up in guildford who needs to know that trisha i don't know nobody anyway well, i do know it now um, we know it now and um, i already said i'm posh so there we go now i'm just yeah. adding to it um but as a kid, there, I was quite, I was very shy, a little bit chubby, blah, 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 violins, um, you know, poor little rich girl, all that sort of stuff. Anyway, you know those bicycle bars uh, that are on footpaths, you know, so you get bars, basically, so they stop yep. you going through easily on the bike. Um, so kids used to just roll over them, didn't they? Like a somersaulty thing over the bar. Yep. You know? Yeah. Yep. So a few of us would go down and I was the shy kid just sort of wandering behind and then they'd queue up and they'd go over this bar and I couldn't do it. Just like I couldn't do the horse at gym. 
I or the yeah. springboard on the horse. I couldn't do it because of fear. Um, and so I felt worse and more useless and bleh, um, as the years went by. Anyway, on my 50th birthday, which was 12 years ago, I went back and we found the exact same set of bars. Yep. A bit overgrown on the footpath. And I got my husband to stand there with the camera. I said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. Um, and I, I stood there for at least 15 minutes saying, no, no, I will do it. No, I'm going to do it now. And I would get halfway over and then come back again. And he said, but it doesn't matter, Trish, does it? Because you've tried. And that's the main thing. He's very supportive. Um, yeah. Like you, I'm quite tenacious. I was like, yes, it does matter. I did it. I did it. Yeah. A photo to prove it. And that is an example of something quite childish but it was a kind of a, an arrested part of me um, that I then released. You know, I thought, heck, you know, there's nothing wrong with me. Of course I can do this. I can do it now because I'm now where I am. And, I'm, I, and, it, and it, really, it really matters. So sometimes, yeah, we do need to go back. We don't need to do it in a sort of morose kind of on the psychiatrist's couch way. Um, no. Because there's no, because we would all agree there's no point in dwelling in the past in a sort of dwelling way. But going back and doing some forensics on bits and pieces that have kind of not quite gone together right is, is a blinking good idea because suddenly you do get these little, like you just said, why have I never enjoyed a birthday? Heck. You know, and if you're growing a business and there's this, these barriers that keep coming up, like I have one with money, you know, every time I mention the word money, I put it in inverted commas, you know, then yeah. <laughs> you do need to go back and think, what am I doing? And yeah, there's, there's baggage. So anyway, enough about me. That was just a tiny story that came up for no reason whatsoever, but there we go. We'll, we'll move on. Look, right. Okay. So bullshit detective, brilliant. And um, I think we all need one of those. It's as you, it says the bullshit in our own heads, understanding that everybody else has got bullshit in their heads and that there's bullshit yeah. in the world. Yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's just a, a case of starting to be, well, for me, it was a case of starting to be aware of my own, um, you know, the, the judgments I'm making on myself and, and, and you know, just all, all, this, all this nonsense. And, you know, it's like I talk about the, the whole sort of loyalty and tenacity thing. You know, just to have that as a concept in my head now, I can be much more aware of when I'm sticking with something for too long. So from a business point of view, if I, if I apply it to that, mm. rather, than, rather than getting a sales lead and it not, nothing happening and me just sitting there, I'll just sit there, sit there and wait. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm very much better now. It's like, actually, I've done my bit now. I'm going to move on. Yeah. yeah. And if that one comes back to me, then I can deal with that. But I'm not going to waste any of my time and energy thinking about it. Yeah. So I've done my bit. There you go. There's the prices. What do you want to do? Oh, I need to think about it. Fine. Go away and think about it. And yeah. I don't need to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, I don't know. And I think people are a bit sort of wary, suspicious of coaching. And I think there are yeah. many reasons for that. And some of them valid because there's a lot of nonsense around and a lot of people, you know, snake oil salesmen, all that kind of stuff you hear. Um, but that's not my style. It's a bit like, you know, a bit like you're saying about, you know, going back to, Back, not not to go back to dwell on the past, but I think I would describe my experience over the last ten years is to go and, in some way, re-experience my life, as you know, from the eight-year-old boy I was, mm. rather than from the perspective of the grown-up version of the nine-year-old boy that I was. 
so I've done some weird things. I mean, I was, I remember being on a training course up in London and I just got it into my head that I was going to go up early and this was in Hammersmith and I'd spend an hour walking around on walls and jumping about and stuff Brilliant. because that's what eight year old kids do because I, I, I'd stopped doing it oh, or I'd stopped yeah. or, or I'd stopped enjoying it. Yeah. So, you know, you've got this, well, I was 40 then, but this 40 year old guy just jumping about with his rucksack on, on, on walls. I did it early because obviously I was embarrassed because if anyone had oh, seen yeah, me, yeah. So, so there weren't many people about, but, um, and also, I mean, at one point I, I listened to my entire CD collection in alphabetical order. Oh. Right. But I don't know why um, I was compelled to. Um, and it was tough. It's um, there were 300, maybe 400. So I had them in my car and I just kept listening, kept listening, kept listening. So that was, you know, Vanilla Ice's whole album. I'd bought, I'd bought some Mariah Carey at some point for some reason. Um, so it was quite painful, but I love music and I bought all this music and I probably never listened to most of it. It was kind of like, uh, this is filling the gaps in, in some way. This is f- oh. filling the gaps in, in my life. And it's almost like, I just want to get this done. And, and as soon as I listened to them all, I gave them away to a friend in a box. There you go. Oh. Um, and now I just do, th- I, I just use Spotify and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Um, so, so there was an element of kind of, I've got some gaps to fill in and then I can move on. Yeah. So the act of giving them away was just yeah. separating from my past. Um, so I've done a lot of that. I'm getting, you know, that's my, I suppose that's, that's a change in how I view things like loyalty and tenacity. Yes. I don't have as much stuff as I used to. Yes. I just got, got rid of it because I don't need it. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I get that. I, 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 something to age, I think with me as well, far less stuff, far less stuff. Um, and I, I, oh, God, there's so much in there. That's, that's like rich, really rich. So when you, so, um, so somebody, somebody growing their business, I, I see what I think happens in, in those early days is, you're all enthusiastic and all that bit, and you are obviously a c- kind of concerned about income and stuff, you know, details like that. Um, yeah. On a huge learning curve with all the admin stuff and the packages, software stuff, you've got to learn all of it. Anyway, you you also take on a lot of advice and this imposter syndrome thingy-majig um, yeah. can creep in for most normal, intelligent, driven, lovely people because you feel you do have to grab on to people's advice because something in you doesn't quite have enough faith that you are the real deal. Um, and especially in things like when you're providing a service for people, it's kind of, um, and, and then before you know what's happened, you're a year or so in and you realize that you are not talking in your own voice. You're not putting stuff out there that sounds anything remotely like you when you're you know, being normal, and you've you've rewritten your website homepage about four thousand and seventeen times. Um, yeah, and you because you're desperately trying to use words that everybody else is using. Um, and it's really, de- I was going to say depressing, but that would be trivialising depression. But it's really flipping annoying, and you can get into quite a low spiral, can't you, with all that? And what what's the problem? You've you've forgotten that you need to be you yeah look, i think i think this is 
particularly prevalent because of social media. Um, and I think it's not just the younger generation, but perhaps more so. They're just consuming this stuff. Um, if you look at the, you know, the, the Gary Vaynerchuk and all that kind of, that, 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 those guys um, are just churning this stuff out and people are consuming it. You know, I've had friends who are similar age to me and it's just like, you, you've become Gary V. You just, you've even started talking in Americanisms. Have you not oh. realised? It's like, you don't, you don't talk like this. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I think we, I don't know, maybe we never really get the opportunity to find out who we are. And actually when you talk like that, and even I sort of cringe a little bit because it sounds a little, you know, it sounds all a bit spiritual and we don't talk yeah. about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but, you, you know, even now the latest thing is personal branding or one of the latest things yeah. is personal branding and lots of conversations about what it is. And it's like, yeah, okay, that's being yourself. But most people don't know who they are. No, exactly. I, I don't think, you know, most no, people exactly. are, are are trying to be a version of themselves, at least to appeal yeah. to other people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's probably yeah. what was, and, and I've messed about with my, my profile on LinkedIn and, and it's, you know, I changed it the other day, actually. And that was the result of a, um, a conversation with a lady called Janine Coombs. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think um, commonality. Yeah, that. yeah. Who, who, who just plucked this this comment that I made that I hadn't heard myself? Mm. Um, and, Very good at that. And yes. it's currently, you yeah. know, it, it might it might get uncomfortable, but I'll take your excuses away. I, I love that. Say say that again. Um, I've forgotten what I said now. <laughs> Oh yes, it might. It might. It might get uncomfortable, but I will take your excuses away. I love that. Which, which, which is around the bullshit. It's around people being themselves because excuses are generally ways of stopping you. Well, they are ways of stopping you from doing something, but generally, it's stopping you from doing something that you feel you really want to do. Hmm. Or, okay, so that, that is profound, and um, I'm yeah. sorry. Can we repeat everything you say now twice? So you've got to repeat that again now. So oh, see, I'm, oh, I'm not very good at this. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in full flow. Oh, um, um, <laughs> but look, I, I don't know. Look, no, can, no, 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 no. What you just said was brilliant because you just said excuses are often a way of right. Excuses are a way of us. They're a way of us stopping us doing something. But they are a way of generally a way of us stopping doing something that we really want to do. That's the clincher. That that's the clincher. And and if you think about that, an excuse is stopping you from being who you really are. Because the things we really want to do are those things that we feel a compulsion to do. And then we go into this logical thinking of all the reasons why we can't do it. Mm. And I will, I will tell the story. There's, uh, um, in the interim assignment I did, it was in Wales. I loved it in Wales, by the way. I loved the people. Mm. I loved everything about it. It was a great experience. But I was working quite closely with a, a guy, who, a young guy. He was 26, one of those annoying millennials. Um, we built a, you know, a really good friendship. And My son. Yeah. A, a, que a question I love to ask people is, if you could wake up tomorrow morning and just be doing whatever the thing is that you want to do, forget how you're going to do it, forget what you need to do for training, how much it would cost, what would it be? Yeah. And generally people come up with something and, it, and it's never, oh, I want to do what I'm doing now, by yeah. the way. Um, and he was like, oh, don't know. So I kept sort of prodding and poking and, and he, he went away and, and I think two or three days later he came back and said, a pilot. Oh. Yeah. So 
we continue the conversation over the next you know two months and he's he's fighting tooth and nail to not make any commitment to it and when i left in fact the, 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 my last night we went out for you know a few beers and something to eat and i bought him a gift and that gift was a flying lesson yeah because because he'd been telling me oh it costs too much you have to you know it costs like a hundred thousand pounds and blah 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 blah. so i just went online found a flying lesson there you go and he's like wow that's amazing all that kind of stuff took him a while to to take the lesson but then he um he took the lesson and he, he messaged me and he said you know what the, the flying school that, that this lesson's with they do like packages you can pay as you go yeah. and you can do your flying qualification yeah. And and now he's planning that. So he's now planning to in two to three years to be a pilot. Um, and and that's like that lesson is like that's that's sort of oh. that's the only excuse I can take away from you right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh you, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, oh. because you know I'll be really pissed off if you don't have that lesson. So you know whatever you feel, if you feel like you owe it to me, go and get in the plane. Oh, that's really good. And you know, sometimes the other thing is to go along a line. This is interesting. You just made me think of something. Um, my, I've got a millennial son. Um, so sometimes you have to go along the line of thinking, oh, well, I don't want to do this, um, actually. So I'll, I will just do that now. Um, and have people not dissuade you so that you yep. continue to go along that so for me for instance um after a few months a year of trying to set the, the coaching business i i said i said well what am i doing this for i'm an actor um i had a perfectly nice little portfolio job thing going on with the speaking the entertainment stuff that this and that and it was lovely and i built a reputation and i got lots of positive affirmation and i enjoyed it and i got to dress up and all that um i'll just go back and do that and my very supportive husband never said oh don't be ridiculous trisha you know you're setting this business come on come on come on come on yeah never did that he just said yeah you could yeah maybe um, see how that goes and I wouldn't and I just I realized I wouldn't give in I realized I wouldn't give in to that and I and but if somebody had said to me like my mother and father said don't marry your first husband um Trisha really don't do it of course I did you know um and that's another story but you know that there is a psychological thing when my son who is, by the way, in recruitment, which I might just touch on in a minute because you wrote a book yeah. about <laughs> the, recruitment. The evil, um, the evil <laughs> recruitment. <laughs> when he was about, uh, I don't know, six, seven months, eight months into it, ruddy hard, really, really hard. I mean, the hours they worked them to begin with is extremely yep. He was just out of uni, all the rest of it. And he's decided he wanted to be a personal trainer. And you know, and I went and made some inquiries locally and said, oh, actually, you know, there's somebody locally who might take you on in the gym. It won't be much money, but anyway, that was the last I ever heard about it. <laughs> he carried yeah. on very tenaciously. He's now three years in, top performer, absolutely loving it, traveling all yeah. around the world. Um, uh, and and uh, uh, there is, maybe we need to do that to ourselves as well. You know, just sort of say, look, I'm not in a prison. I could I could escape and do something else. Yeah. Um, but am I going to make the decision to hang on in here and make? Yeah, I am. Okay, I am. Yeah. Well, and, and am I prepared to to do what it takes? Hmm. You know, and and the difficulty there is that you don't necessarily know what it's going to take. 
<laughs> um, as I say, I mean, I know I've, I've chosen to make this change in my life at possibly the, the craziest time I, I ever could do, but that gives me the motivation to do it. It also presents some challenges because you can't just do it all and everyone comes along and, and queues up and yeah. starts paying you money. No. So, so there, is a, there is a leap of faith here. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, you've got, got to hold on. Look, I do some like, gardening work and stuff yeah, yeah. Just, to, just to keep ticking over. And that's been a really good experience, by the way. Yep. Um, so I, I, I think... Yeah, you know, I think, what, I think what, what, side, side hustles, are, uh, as they're commonly known, are, are a great way in, actually. And, and I don't think people should feel that they're somehow watered down versions or, you know, somehow failing because they're doing side hustles i think it's often a really clever sensible thing to do yeah and i I think that the the thing is though i mean if you've got a side hustle because you just want to earn a bit more money then all well and good but if your if your side hustle is something that you're really into Mm -hmm. i think you need to take a different look at it yeah yeah if you're investing a lot of your time and effort into something outside of working all day yeah then perhaps that needs to be turned on its head Oh, I, I, absolutely. You know, really, and this is where you need to take these little spaces of time in order for your brain to actually slow down enough to think, hang on, hang on, hang on, slowly and calmly without any script or any sort of pressure. So that brings me to one of your little, little um, challenges that you put on LinkedIn recently, which was... <laughs> Which is so beautifully simple. And yet I could tell by all the comments how difficult some people were finding it. So Yes, this is the yeah. five minutes. Go on. Uh, yeah. yeah, look, again, just something that came to mind one day, as most of my posting does on LinkedIn. Um, you know, because I think I put some posts about meditation and whatever, and people, are, you know, everyone runs away. Yeah. Well, you get that everyone runs away or you get the people who already do it and, yeah. and say it's great. Um, so, I, 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 you know, again looking back on it I just thought well you know just don't talk about meditation just challenge everyone to sit for five minutes yeah. sometime sometime during the day and not do anything um you know I do meditate and I'm not very kind of regular with it and it's a bit sporadic and, and all that kind of yeah. stuff but um it's the whole concept of again this this is people making stuff up about meditation yeah it's all about being all floaty and calm yeah. no it's not yeah. you just got to sit with what you've got yeah um, but, but the extremes of response to that, you know, you mm-hmm. get the people who just are just silly about it and they're actually probably terrified to do it as well. Yep. You get the people who get on and do it and then you get the people who can't, yeah, can't <laughs> because, exactly. because, and, and what does that mean? I can't actually spend five minutes with myself without wanting to get up and run away from myself. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So that does suggest that they don't necessarily get on very well with themselves. Yeah. Or that probably fits in with, uh, actually, I'm not really being myself. Uh-huh. When I'm going about my day, uh-huh. I'm being someone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when I finally settle down, I have to watch the TV or yeah. something to distract myself from myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Blinking hard work not being yourself, I tell you. It's, it's really, it's exhausting. Um, that was one. And then you also, and this might be quite intriguing, um, as long as I don't put you on the spot by asking what the responses were to the one where you asked for five words. I'm not asking you to obviously memorize all the five words, but there were five words to describe what it's like running a business. 
And, and well, you yeah, it's just a, to be positive or negative. Well, I think specifically, I wanted them to be positive or negative because yeah, because different people will will have a a preference to go for either way. Um, and actually, it was it's it's five words to describe what it's like to run your business right now. Mm, yeah. Um, and I think a, a lot of my connections are people who are fairly new in their businesses. They haven't really established themselves, yeah. so they're going through some some pain as well. Um, and that is part of a technique that I use to help people form a strategy, mm-hmm. but a strategy based on how it's going to feel mm-hmm. as they go through the process. And that's the first part we do. It's like, firstly, what do you want it to feel like? What does it feel like now? What do you want it to feel like? And what are the feelings in between? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then once you've done that bit, then you start to sort of actually get into the, what are the actual yeah. things you're going to do? Yeah. Um, but the responses were, you know, not surprising to me. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, the words that came out probably most was frustrating. Frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but look, then you, then, you know, in terms of what I do with people, it, it would then be to well, actually just understand what frustrating is. Yeah. What, what does that mean? Yeah. Are you frustrated with yourself? Are you frustrated because it's not happening quickly enough? Different words mean different things to different people. Um, mm. But, uh, but it got quite a big response. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It makes you think, um, it just makes you think. And this is what we don't do enough. Um, and that's why well, we're both coaches. So obviously I'm going to say that's why it makes sense to work with a coach. Um, but, you know, also one that um, doesn't do any bullshit. Um, but, you know, it's, it's it, 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 the value you can get just from doing what you did then. You've got a word. Yeah. yeah, it's all very easy coming out your mouth, but let's actually figure out what the heck you mean by that word. Yeah, yeah. and, and, yeah. and what's, what is actually your experience of that yeah. word, yeah. that feeling, whatever it might be. And, and all, you, know, it's, you know, we don't talk about feelings, do we? Especially guys, you know. So, so I do think, I actually, you know, something that's just come to mind, I, I think I am hiding my coaching stuff away. It's not necessarily all I do. It's part of what I do. But I hide it away because yeah. I'm I'm worried. So here's me not being actually as, yeah. as perhaps authentic as I might be. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to dress it up as something else. Yep. Trying to do it by stealth without people realizing. Isn't that interesting? Oh my you know, god, that, so, that is a whole other episode there, Dave. Yeah. That, um, that is that is interesting. Yeah. But we're all doing that. We're all, you know, we're all behaving in some way because of the expectations that we think other people have got. So even what we wear, um, I don't, you know, my my view is that, you know, it's a bit like the swearing thing. And actually, I haven't sworn much. This is this is good. But uh, someone once said to me, I I had I had bullshit in my headline, not just my my title, but in my headline. And and sort of, oh, don't you think, you know, you might be offending um, potential clients? And it's like, well, if they're offended by that, they're not a potential client. Exactly. Because as soon as I walk in the door and start swearing, I'm out. I'm out again. Exactly. You know, or if they're offended by someone wearing casual clothes to a business meeting, then I'm in the wrong room. Yep. Totally. Absolutely. (laughs) Totally. 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 Uh, I'm. I don't wear heels. You know what can I say? So um, if you if you don't if you don't want to work with me because I don't wear heels, then that that is totally cool. Um, Oh my gosh, hang on, there was something else I wanted to ask you. Oh, I just wanted to quickly uh, put a good word out for recruitment people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, to be fair, you made a really, really solid point in that article you wrote about the evils of recruitment because what you were basically saying is you were taking on um, responsibility as well. You were saying that there's like three people involved, if you like. There's the client, there's the, the candidate, and there's the recruitment. And yeah. actually, if 
if every one of those was honest about what they needed, what they were, what it was, the absolute basic human stuff involved, then, then, and I would just like to say at this point that my son works for a company who I I believe are way up on the scale of all of that. And and certainly, uh, listeners, my son is, of course, everything wonderful and he's just perfect in every way of I, I course just he put is that as an aside um, <laughs> you know uh, that but you know it, you could anything can turn out to be evil and wrong if they lose if 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 in the core of it you haven't got the human people stuff yep yeah and, and, i mean that what was that 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 was um recruitment my part and it's downfall i think that yeah, it's brilliant. The, the title was yeah and you know the the tone of that. It was actually, you know, it was an apology from me. Yeah. Actually, for spending thirty five years applying for jobs that I didn't really want. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I've wasted everyone's time. You know, mostly mine. Yeah. Um, but it's it's typical of what happens in so many areas. In fact, in fact, it happens everywhere. It's how wars start. People aren't being honest. People yeah. aren't being clear about what they want. Um, and. You know, recruitment has got a really bad name. No, I know. And and that doesn't mean that they're they're all bad. In the of same way that coaching has got quite a bad name, but yeah, there are some exactly. great some great people doing some great work. Yeah. Um. And and you know what happens in our culture is that something gets a bad name and then everyone piles on, don't they? Yeah. yeah. And why do they do that? Because they can feel a bit better about themselves. Yeah. If I can, if I can, you know, if I can walk around telling everyone else how horrible they are, I won't have to sort of sit down and think how crappy my own life is and how much I hate myself to be honest (laughs) one of my um I found myself watching something on channel five uh the other night um I'd like to say I only watched two minutes of it but that would be a lie I watched at least 20 minutes of it um uh, about five star cruises that go horribly wrong um, yeah. And if that isn't Schaudenfrauden or whatever it's, I can never say that word. You know, the thing where you take pleasure in somebody else's misery. Um, I or don't know Schadenfreude. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dave, I want to wrap up with two things. Firstly, yep. I'm, on, I'm going to be one of those really annoying interviewers who asks you a very uh, basic question. Um, what's your favourite piece of music? <laughs> oh, dear. I can't believe I even asked it. Have you got? Is, have you got a favourite band? Have you got a favourite track? I, I it, it will depend on Your the mood. phase of my life that I'm in. Yeah, exactly. And and in fact, I posted about this the other day. I am listening to a lot of hip hop lately, and it's something. Ooh. It's one of those genres that I sort of missed out on and wasn't into. Yeah. And um, I've been watching something on Netflix called Hip Hop Evolution, which is like the history yeah. of hip hop. Yeah. And what I find is I get really interested in music when I know the story. Story. So yeah. Um, yeah, I'm listening to at the moment some Public Enemy, um, Wu Tang Clan, uh, and N.W.A. That's probably where I'm at in the in the evolution of hip hop right now. Because I because I was going to make you a special offer um, because this has turned out to be um, a what we call a make it real podcast special uh, because it's gone on way longer than most of the episodes because there was. Right. No- way i was going to not have this conversation go on um but i so i thought well let's just let's just go the whole way now and let's actually um when i edit it put a piece of music in as well just just a snippet um yeah so I, I was giving you complete free reign on that so would you st- have any of those got clean lyrics not many 
<laughs> look, I tell you what. Uh, look, I, I can I can find a piece of music and let you know after this. Yeah, do that, do that. So, listeners, um, whatever you whatever you hear, I don't know yet now because. But when this goes out live, whatever you hear next will be uh, Dave's personal choice uh, for this podcast. Dave, where do people find you? Uh, on LinkedIn. Yes, That's I don't know. Stalking you at your home and trying. No, no, but uh, online it's LinkedIn. Yeah. LinkedIn. So, it's all, it's all so LinkedIn. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Da- I'm Dave Brown on LinkedIn, the bullshit detective. I don't know if you can search on that. Well, they, um, I don't worry because I put it in the show notes, but obviously Dave Brown could bring up quite a long list. So yeah, maybe put bullshit detective. In. Well, I think, I think my, the URL for me is the bullshit detective. Perfect. On LinkedIn, but I can send you that link also. Yeah, we'll, we'll make sure everybody knows where that is. There is a, um, there is a website in the making and all that kind of stuff. Perfect. That, make it real that's what i'm saying make it real um and this has been is there anything else that you need people to know uh (laughs) well how how great i am i don't know um yeah um i I, I could go on forever yeah of course we we could all go on forever um i mean i i i that's it let's stop let's stop okay we're done we stopped okay so dave Dave Brown in Marlow, Buckinghamshire. This has been a beautiful experience. And I, thank you. Whatever music comes up now, I bear no responsibility for. And (laughs) if it's got got beep, beep, beep through it, you'll know we've got the clean version. Um, But so, so good. Uh, Thank you. That's. There's so much stuff in there, and people need to just sit down for more than five minutes. There we go. They can sit. This is what I've done. We, we've made them now sit down for the best part of an hour because they, well, unless they're running about doing stuff and listening to it. That's the problem. That's what people do, don't they? They just pile something on top of yeah, something else they're yeah, doing. Whatever. Idiots. Yeah. Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Bye for now. Thank that. you, Trisha. Cheers. Yes! Take action. Try this one small step. Just check that you're not making any excuses that really are stopping you from doing what you should be doing. And the other one is just check out whether you're giving yourself any bullshit or whether you're taking on other people's bullshit or whether you can help someone else remove the bullshit from their head. Go for it. lot of fascinating stuff. You might need some show notes. So head over to trishalewis.com forward slash make it real podcast to download those and subscribe because then you'll know when the next episode is available. I give you permission to go out and be real and enjoy it. It's me, myself and I. It's me, myself and I. It's me, myself and I. Studio. Studio. Studio.